welcome home. My earth name is Bianca, and I am a multidimensional intergalactic being exploring what it means to be human on earth. I am here to share what I've learned from the depths of the shadows to help you remember your true self as a divine being on earth. I will teach you the cheat codes of the matrix, how to heal the ego, and transcend the limitations that we created when we were asleep. Together, we will alchemize and quantify our life to experience greater abundance, fulfillment, and joy in alignment with our soul's purpose. Now let's explore this dream within the dream. Hello, hello, welcome, happy Wednesday to all of my lovely listeners. Um, I am super excited to bring to you this podcast today. Actually, in the sense of like not technically being like excited, but very passionate about what I'm going to talk about today because this weekend has been a great weekend in terms of I ended up... um, actually winning silver in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Gi in one of the uh, Jiu-Jitsu World League tournaments, and that was a great experience. The entire team was there. Um, I always loved competing in martial arts, and Jiu-Jitsu always pushes me every single time, and so does MMA, and so does kickboxing. But Jiu-Jitsu, it's very, very unique. So I had an amazing opportunity to share this experience with a lot of the team members there, so that was awesome. And um, on the other hand, I ended up watching two documentaries that have completely transformed my perspective and has created an itch. I'm going to say it's an itch because it's, it's very, it's very profound how it reached me. Like it really, really touched me. Um, and I just want to express to you guys, um, in this short solo cast, in our soul session today, I want to talk about, uh, the way that we're choosing to eat is having a tremendous impact on not only the environment, but us as a human species as well. And I don't want to come on here and you know, be like super doomsday and the end of times is here and all of that. But this is very serious. And I want to be as honest and vulnerable as possible about my feelings about this. Because when I saw these two documentaries, um, which was Eating Our Way Into Extinction and See Spiracy on Netflix, um, something inside of me really, really started to churn. And I just couldn't believe how ignorant I've been and almost hypocritical. I felt hypocritical because I felt like I was doing, you know, the most to help Mama Earth and to help um, us be able to be well as a community and do my part. But I felt like after seeing this, I wasn't even doing like enough. I mean, in the sense of like, the most important thing that we do as humans is eat, is feed ourselves. And the way that we're choosing to eat is what is causing us to be at the brink of a sixth mass extinction. As histories and historians and researchers and scientists have said and known for lot for years now that we are coming to a point where 
there is that tipping point of no return. And we are reaching that point very, very, very quickly. And um, so let me just tell you about my experiences as I was going through both of the documentaries. So the first documentary I saw actually was Seaspiracy. And Seaspiracy was following um, the the main host, um, the guy who started the documentary, his, his goal was just to go around the world and shoot beautiful images and see, um, and express through his view how he sees the ocean and his love for the ocean. And as he starts his journey into that, he starts to uncover different things that goes, um, that goes blind to the naked eye. And, um, and I mean to like, just as a society, and he started to realize that um, there was these big industries that were covering up these, um, that they were covering up co the impact of commercial fishing and the impact it was having on the oceans and seeing how it was completely destroying the ocean floors. And it was completely... Um, and they were literally, they would litter the commercial fish nets, the fish nets, the, the nets that they use for fishing were the number one and 48% of the plastic that exists in the oceans that gets broken down into these little microplastics that then all of the sea life ingest and eventually end up in their system. And we as humans, when we ingest these marine animals, we are also ingesting these microplastics within us as well. So eventually still ends up in like into us. And one of the biggest reasons is because of these commercial fishnets. And what he, what he, what he then saw is that there was a lot of um, cover up with these companies because of the cheap labor that they were able to do this under and there was human slavery and there was people who would be slaves on these boats um working to provide the fish into the markets to go into us and you know they were slaves and it was and it's it's forms of human trafficking and um these people would spend these times what really shocked and surprised me is that these people would spend five, 10, even 15 years, 15 years on these boats, not allowed to see their family, not allowed to talk to anybody, do nothing but work and be abused on a daily basis. And that was so terrible and sad to find out that the way that the fish arrives, that, that most of the fish that arrives on on the plate that I've been eating for so long has been on the backs of these people and at the same time simultaneously completely destroying the ocean ecosystem and we have gotten to the point where one of the what well, well, one of the studies show that we have lost 90% of all big marine fish in the ocean and what happens what then happens is that it starts to collapse the ecosystem because when the big fish is taken out, then the 
when it goes down into the food chain, the, 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 the next level of fish then overpopulates, and then there's not enough uh, fish down uh, in, in their down, in their downline to support their overpopulation. So then they die. So then they go ahead and die off, and then it continues to trickle down. And you know, seeing that we've already lost ninety percent of of the ocean's population. Now, mind you, that this documentary came out in twenty twenty, and we're in twenty twenty three. So it's been three years since this documentary happened, and. When they were filming that, it was between 2018 and 2020. So if by then 90% of the large fish has already been killed and um, that they that we no longer have, where are we today? That just makes it even scarier to even think about. So then you have, then I learned that you have these companies, these major companies that endorse dolphin safe like dolphin save stickers on their uh, food labels, when in reality, those are the same companies that um, don't have a like a check balance system with how these fish are being acquired, and it was so terrible to find out that for every five six big like those really big tunas that are caught, they kill 12 dolphins in the process. And there was one that mentioned that to call, to catch one dolphin, to sell it off to like these major like aquatic theme parks and even just food, they would kill one dolphin. I, I'm sorry, they would, it would take to catch one dolphin and kill 12 others. And what they, justified that reason to be was because it was going to eliminate the competition for the commercial fishing for the local fishermen so they would justify killing 12 dolphins to catch six tuna or to catch one dolphin to sell it what a crazy fucking ratio is that and what's even worse for me is that the companies that actually um, put that label and that sticker on their, like, uh, um, that they put that dolphin safe tick on their labels when one of the representatives was being interviewed about this, he couldn't, he just kept going in a circle and he, he kept saying he couldn't guarantee that they were dolphin safe. And the interviewer kept saying, so why would you have a dolphin safe on there if you can't guarantee that it's dolphin safe? And he just kept going back and forth, honestly, not being able to find out an answer because logically you cannot guarantee it. So you're telling people that it's dolphin safe and you're making people believe that, you know, this is safe, sustainable fishing and that the food that they're eating comes, you know, in a good way when technically no it's not and you're harming not only the environment you're you're harming a species you are you know it it was just it was just so sad to find that out and then you have war there's war in countries um and 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 major like i guess like security implementations of violence to cover up these things so that the public and the people and people don't find out it was so it was so insane 
And I'm and I'm gonna be honest with you, I've never been a really, really big fish eater, but I was the occasional shrimp and you know, crab. I really did like crab and all of that. But then there came a part in the documentary that mentioned about farm fish and farmed shrimp. And you know, where the where they take these really like these areas in the ocean and they kind of square it off and uh we'll kind of circle it off and they would allow these fish to reproduce and swim in their own filth and you know breed in that small little enclosed space and for i would say that for every one healthy fish that they were able to get out and sell 30 other fishes were diseased and dead and filled with um um lice and all of these things and i was just like this is just incredible and the same goes with the shrimp too it goes with the shrimp it goes with anything that's farmed that's in an enclosed space and one of the um actions that they felt like they had to implement to eliminate the loss of fish that they were having in in comparison to uh the supply that they were able to give they started to get they started to um spray pesticides and spray formaldehyde formaldehyde into these um containers i i call it containers but it's really in the ocean that's kind of squared off and the person who was spraying it was so funny the person who was spraying the liquid into the water was wearing a full body like those really big full body um like yellow um I don't even know what they're called but it was like um like when you go into quarantine and they got to wear these really big plastic like cover suit you know to avoid toxins re- like touching your body and he had like big ass goggles like it was insane I'm like if you have to wear that and while you're spraying what you're spraying into the ocean for those fish that then gets put into the markets and people then ingest oh my god and none of this is being talked about none of this is being made aware on a global scale and not only that the fishes that do that do end up staying in those little small areas the waste then starts to spread out into the water and it starts to spread and so it becomes toxic and then other fishes and other ecosystems in the area and beyond start to also be affected by the diseases and all of this so it was it was very eye-opening for me to see seaspiracy and that was the first actual documentary that I saw. That was the first one that I saw and I was like, you know what? I am not eating fish. I am not eating marine animals. One, because honestly, I have no idea what is really inside of them and if, you know. And two, I don't want to eat them off of someone's back like that. Like, I, I, it's just, it's just, for me, ethically, I just, I, I just couldn't do it. Um, So I said, okay, you know what? I'm just not going to eat no fish. But then I saw eating our way into extinction. And I, the way that I see how my life works is that I'm usually taken step by step in, in a process downline, like through a curriculum. And I have to learn things in order the way that I learn them. And they arrive to me when I'm ready to learn them because you know, I saw Seaspiracy first and then came Eating Our Way into Extension and then everything started to connect for me and I was like, no 
fucking way am I being quiet about this. There's no way that I'm not going to do something. There's no way that I'm not going to express my voice and my and my opinion on this and that something needs to be done. Um, so let me explain a, a little bit about eating our way into extinction. So the host and the and the crew, their main purpose was to explain the effect of um, animal agriculture and what it was having on the environment as a whole and that it was the number one leading cause of global warming. Now, that is a very big and a very bold statement, but it's absolutely true. So these, so for every quarter pounder that you're eating for, you know, for every 20 piece wing that you are ordering for every, um, longhorn steak or any time, any form of animal meat that you are consuming, including eggs as well, is the primary reason why Earth is warming itself at such a massive, um, at such a massive um, rate, like it's rising exponentially, like it's rising way, way too fast. Like not only are the um, uh, glacier ice caps melting and rising these sea levels to a po- to the point where a lot of continents are unable to sustain the level in which is rising so they're starting to collapse themselves but the warming of the air is causing major torrential rain in areas that are not able to sustain the level of ferocity of these rains and and there are certain areas which is causing so much of a drought that it's causing these wildfires. It's causing for the earth to burn up. It's causing for the earth to burn up. So we're having floods. We're having we're having major fires. We're having all of these major natural disasters because of the climate change, because of the way that we're choosing to eat. And to be fair, I can't be a hypocrite. I can't say that I haven't, that I've done my part in educating myself on this because I just didn't know because of how oblivious it was to the main audience, to everyone. Nobody's really truly understanding that these scientists has have been warning us about this for 30 years. For 30 years. And nobody has been truly paying attention. When I saw the episode Live to Lead, it was um episode two. And it was an interview with Greta Thunberg. And she is a Swedish uh, girl who actually started a protest on climate change back, I believe, in 2018 or 2019. Um, she saw it like she started to hear these horrible stories and she started to tell her parents, like, why isn't nobody talking about this? Like, I don't see the government doing anything. I don't see adults like freaking out. Like, I just don't understand. Like, the earth is literally on fire and everything in it is dying and because we're the most advanced of the species we're the last to go but here's the thing we're we will be the last to go quickest once everything else dies so the so our ocean are dying the species within the rainforest and all parts of the world are dying like we've lost over 80 percent of the animal populations on earth 80%. That is a huge number. That's not to be taken lightly. So for me to know all of this, okay, and just to see that 
a lot of people are unaware of this. I've decided that even if even if one or two people just learn about this and then start to spread and then that starts to spread to more people, because I just feel like there is a hum there like there is a large group of people that are aware and are advocating, but I just feel like there's not we're not at a level where it where it's enough. We're not at a level where there is enough people willing to reverse the way that they're eating in order to save us. In order to save us. If there's no fish in the ocean, if we don't have a healthy ocean, we do not survive. If we do not have, have a healthy atmosphere, we do not survive. And it's coming to a point where we cannot ignore it anymore. We cannot ignore it anymore. We've ignored it for 30 years already and we're getting closer and we're getting closer quicker, quicker. Like for all of you who say like, oh, you know, this is just like, this is just, I don't know, whatever you may be thinking, whatever you may be thinking, this is serious. This is serious. This is not a joke. This is not somebody exaggerating and claiming like, oh my God, it's the end of the world. Because guess, guess the fuck what? Yes, we're very close to being at the end of the fucking world. Like for real, we as a human species will not survive on this planet if we don't take care of her. It, it's getting to that point. So let me get back to it. I... I personally made the commitment, I can't force anybody else to do it, but I personally made the commitment to try veganism, to try going plant-based. And in the last two days, um, I've tried I've tried a couple of dishes, I've tried a couple of things, and there are some that I don't like and some that I do, but my motivation to becoming vegan is not just because of animal cruelty, it's not about human trafficking, it's not just about uh, water, popu- uh, uh, water pollution, sorry, it's not about... Um, it's not about saving the, it's literally my main motivation is so that I can exist and that my future generations can exist on earth. That is my motivation. Climate change is because of us and it's getting worse because of us, because we're choosing to continue to eat that we're, the way that we're eating and it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable in the least bit. And I'm not saying that if we completely all go into plant-based that 20 years from now, we'll be back at an imbalance because we're all eating plants and we're not eating anything else and then everything else overpopulates. That's the reason why there has to be a balance. And right now, the imbalance is that we're eating way too fucking meat. Like way too much fucking meat and way too much animal products, period. We need to kind of tiff that balance just for a little bit so that once it's back in balance, then we can enjoy and go back into a more balanced diet where we'll have both. Because as humans, we are still designed to eat both. But where we are right now, we need to kind of shift that until we get to that point where we can enjoy both. We need that balance. It needs to happen. And I'm very, very passionate about this. And I may sound crazy and I may sound like a lunatic, but I honestly don't care. I don't give three fucks. This is real. This is real. So let me explain something. Back in 2020, uh, right before COVID happened, and I've always had the gift of premonition. I've always had the ability to be able to see things before they happen. And I usually see it um, in my dreams. Okay. I'm a really big dreamer. And back in 2020, I was... 
actually just coming out of healing from one of the surgeries that I had. And I woke up, it was like the third or the fourth day in, in, in January of 2020. And I woke up and I remember in my dream, I saw everybody wearing masks. I saw fires. I saw people throwing sticks. Like there was like people in front of the White House. Like I just saw all of these things going on. And I woke up and I told my roommate at the time, who was actually my best friend. And I told him, oh my God, something massive is going to happen this year. And he just... I mean, he knew that I was a witch and he knew that I had the ability to see, but he kind of was just thinking like, all right, she's just kind of exaggerating, you know, because I have gotten that reputation where I have exaggerated in the past and hey, it's fair, but I, 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 I know what I saw. And what happened then was that a couple months later, COVID hits. A couple months later, um, the riots happened because of George. George Floyd and the, the 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 riots actually happened exactly how I saw them within my dream. And I remember my roommate at um he was no longer my roommate at the time, but he calls me up. He was like, "Holy shit, I remember when you told me this." Okay. Earlier this year of 2023, I had another premonition, okay? And I'm and I'm going to call it a premonition, but it, I I I saw it in a dream, okay? And I saw war. Okay, I saw war, but what I also saw was an empty ocean. I saw a complete empty ocean. And I can't tell you if it was, if it's going to happen this year or if it's going to happen in the future years. But what I will tell you is that I felt exactly the same way then as I did back in 2020. When I woke up and everything, my whole being was shaking, it was vibrating and I had to tell somebody. Okay. And I saw this earlier this year and I told my partner, I said, Hey, something is in the air. Something is going to happen. I don't know what it is exactly, but something is going to happen. And I'm not, uh, and I'm not saying like something little like, Oh, you know, we're going to hear it in the news type of thing. No, it's going to be something that the world is going to shake. The sh it's going to shake from under us. And so I'm sharing this with you so that not so that when it happens, but so that you're aware, so that when it does happen, it's already been said, okay? So with this podcast today, what I just wanted to do with you guys is just kind of give you guys my perspective, give you guys a little bit of why I am so passionate about this movement now. I, 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 I've I, been so ignorant and so hypocritical for, for, for so long and completely blind. I did not see, I did not know any of this. Even though in school they kind of explained climate change and all of that, but they never explained the severity. They never explained to the level of where it is. Okay. And while we, and while we can be focused on our everyday problems and the things that just come up that we have to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis because we're humans and that's part of our curriculum here on earth, we also have to pay attention to things outside of us. It's not all about us. It's not all about you. It's not all about me. It's about all of us together because that's what we're here for, to help each other grow and ascend <clears throat> as a collective. So that is what I'm here to do. I am going to continue to bring you guys these topics, bring you guys more information, and um, I am continuing to <clears throat> work on channeling my spirit team so that they speak to you guys directly. 
Um, but thank you so much for tuning in. I know it was passionate. I know it was a lot, but I highly said that I really, really suggest that you guys go on my Instagram and read my latest post, um, about the facts on that I received through watching those documentaries and just providing them to you guys so that you're aware and watch those documentaries yourself. Watch them yourself. Don't be ignorant to choose Choose to know and then make a decision after because when you know better, then you can do better. But when you don't know better, you can't blame yourself. But you have the opportunity to know better. So go and do it. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. And please, please, please go watch them. Thank you. A deep, deep thank you for pressing play and co-creating this moment together. If today's message resonated with you, please leave a five-star written review and share it for others to also experience quantum alchemy. Together, we are exploring the highest of timelines and the destination is unconditional love. Until next time, much love.